All right, right, guys, I need a lot of hate. Hey, getting ready to do a podcast around the table talk with Mr. Eddie about credit. And just give him insight on how young people can try to attack and get ahead of it. Um, so, if you guys can go anywhere, round table, time, Mr. E. All right, you guys. Anita loves to hate to hate here. I'm doing around the table tea time. Um, we're going to do a segment about credit. You know, it's like people such as myself um, want to ask some questions, like every day on a big issue that some people ignore, um, don't even realize how big of an impact it is until it's too late. Um, on credit problems that can occur. Now, everyone has their own unique concerns. There are always many universal issues out there pertaining to credit and other things. So I, Anita, just decided to do this round up some questions and, you know, like questions that young people should have a clue about or questions that young people should ask um, people such as myself should already know and be thinking about and stay ahead on. So I have Mr. Eddie, who is um, dabbled in the mortgage company, business owner, office manager, tax preparer, educator. I have him here to answer some questions. First off, I want to thank you, Mr. Eddie. How is your thriving Thursday going? It's going well, Miss Anita. Thanks for having me. So how busy is your day going so far? Today has been uh, been relatively slow. Uh, it's, it's 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 not thriving as it, <laughs> but it's it's okay. So do you get a lot of questions pertaining to credit? Y- yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so how busy is tax time for you? Because I, I know you you help with you know prepare tax. Um, income tax. So, how how busy do you normally get around this time? Well, quite busy. Uh, I, well, let me say not quite busy. Well, because I do a lot of for my friends. I, okay. I mean, it's not like I work at a different company or something, but I just do it. And and a lot of my friends come and say, "Hey, I need you to do this." So, gotcha. And how long you been doing this? Uh, uh, now you're gonna. Make me tell my whole age. Oh, probably okay. over 30 something years. So 30 something years. Wow, that's a long time. That's a lot of experience. What about in the mortgage um, business? Have been a business owner? Like, how long have you been um, into the mortgage and owning your own business? Uh, probably about 20. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, let's say. Let's say about 25. It's probably more than that, wow. but let's say 25. Because I started doing That's mortgages back in, in 80, 88 or something like that. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, thank you again uh, for, for doing this. Oh, no problem. So we're going to jump right on in because, you know, we're going to try to tag this in and do it as short as possible, 35 30, 35 minutes, hopefully. <laughs> I did like um, this little thing with family. And um, I did this little published thing where I wanted, you know, were there any 
specific questions that young people would want to know or want to ask um, that they would like to hear. I got a lot of feedback on it. Um, most of it was just, I would like to hear about this and I would like to hear about that, but they didn't ask a lot of questions, although I did get some questions. So my first question is, um, should we be worried about or, or just concerned about credit reports? You know, you, you want to go and get something. They have to run your credit. You know, they might want to inquire, like, how good your credit is, where is it standing? Like, should we be worried about, you know, the inquiries into our credit? Well, yes, you should be worried about the inquiries because they they stay on your credit for at least a year. And so you get you get deducted points for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. How many points if you know offhand? Well, it it varies. It depends. Well, see, because it depends on the, the frequency of those inquiries. Okay. Okay. If you have like an inquiry today and don't have one for four or five months, mm -hmm. no big deal. But if you okay. have one today and mm -hmm. then have one next week, Right. And then have another one the following week or the next mm -hmm. day, then yes, your your score will drop anywhere from twenty to thirty points. And this is like being if you talk in class and you're taking a test or they take points off on your test. It's kinda like that, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, so you have to be careful, especially when you go to a a car dealership. You have to be right. careful because they do what they call shotgun your credit mm -hmm. and so they'll send your credit report out they'll send your credit report out to four or five different companies right and right. And, and then okay then you see your scores going down see that's what happened i don't know if my credit went down or not i'm not sure but when uh was car shopping for my daughter i already was pre-approved i went through my bank and i was already pre-approved i knew the price range that I want. I wasn't exactly sure on what type of car that I was going to get, but I knew it was going to be something small, reliable, and something decent. Right. And something affordable. And that was my game plan. But I already was pre-approved. I knew that I wasn't going any higher, point blank in the period. And so we went to this car lot. We went to quite a few. And then finally we made a decision where we we're going to go. We get there. Uh, I find out that they had ran my credit to like, Send it to like four or five other places. And I'm like, I'm already pre-approved. I told you this. Exactly. Before I start inquiring about this car, why would you send my credit to all these other places? You know what I mean? I like, don't do that. And this will happen to me. We had got the car, everything, knew where I was going to. A whole nother lending company sends me a letter saying, we cannot do credit. We cannot open a loan with you. Exactly. And... The reason why I check with, you know, whatever the right. Hispania or TransUnion, whatever the name of that, I was like, I can apply any credit with you. That's when I found out, oh, they ran my credit to these people, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And so I didn't give them adequate information to go along with the lending company to finish it. So it became they couldn't help me. Oh, absolutely. I was so PO'd. I was so annoyed. I was so mad when they did that. I'm like, that's why people don't trust y'all. That's that's why. Exactly. You know what I mean? But carrying on. I have a question from Christina Matthews two at gmail dot com and she said, Is it okay for us to check our credit score 
um, she said, is it good to use um, the free credit score tool? And if so, what would be the best one to use? And actually, that's not from Christina. That's actually from someone else. I don't know why I put her name there. But yeah, is it okay to use the free credit score tool? And if so, do you do you recommend a particular one? Because you know, they say they have these free ones. And then if you give, you run credit through here and you can get a free credit you know, from, you know, when they send you the letter. So what would you suggest if there is one? Well, here's the thing. The, mm-hmm. Once a year, we can, mm-hmm. we can get a free credit report directly from the three credit reporting agency, which is TransUnion, oh, okay. Equifax, and Experian. You can go so we the- have three different credit scores? Yes, three different credit scores. Okay, so this is what I'm confused with, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because when they run your credit and they say, this is your credit score, there's only one credit score sitting there. Exactly, because a lot of financial places only use one credit score if you're going to, to uh, purchase like a car or get credit. But if okay. you're going for a mortgage, they pull mm-hmm. all three. And they, take, oh. and they take the middle of the three. Not God. and when I say the middle of the three, because some people saying, well, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Well, they, they think when I say that TransUnion is the middle. No, it's the middle score. So say for instance, you have uh one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't take the three, they don't take the one, they take the two when you plan for a mortgage loan. Okay. But when you're going to get credit from like a car dealership or a bank or something, they only use one. And that it, it depends on which one they use. A lot of them use uh, uh, Experian. Different ones use different ones. Some of them use Equifax. Some areas mostly use Equifax. Some areas mostly use Experian. Some areas uh, mostly use TransUnion. So when they say, okay. hey, this is your credit score, yeah, that's one of your credit scores. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, let's let's kind of, we're going to come back to that. Okay. So let's, let's get into this credit card and bill thing. Because I know when I was in young, you know, like I said, I started out young. I had my, my first child when I was young. I got married when I was young and I had a trust fund. And so I kind of ran through my trust fund. I kind of messed over it. You know what I mean? I did. I took the balance of my trust fund and I invested into um, helping someone with their business. Um, but I ended up with credit cards, you know? Right. And so I had more credit card debts than I had anything. And I didn't understand, like, thinking back, why did I get all these credit cards? And how I ended up with credit card debts when I was paying the bills, you know what I mean? So how can credit card companies raise uh, interest rate? And if, like, if we pay the credit card bills on time, what can we do about it? If anything, if, you know, if they want to raise the interest on those credit cards. Well, first of all, you can't do anything if they want to raise the interest on it. Okay. It's nothing we can do because they, that's, you know, their prerogative to do that. Now, okay. sometimes we get credit cards and then they have, sometimes we don't pay attention. They have this introductory mm-hmm. in, in rate of okay. 0% for the first year. Ah, oh, that's how they get you. Exactly. And then it'd be like probably 24, yeah, 25. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I got mm-hmm. you. I got you. So never knew that. I'm learning. Right. So so <laughs> that's what happened when you say, well, my interest rate went, yeah, because we just gave you this for six months or we gave you this for a year. Or this may be on new purchases, actual purchases that you that you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or okay. transfers that you do on from one credit card to the other, you know, to pay off one. So is it smart for college students to have um credit cards? Now, see, that 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 depends. Um, because you want them, you know, because when you're a college student, you're just starting off, you really don't have credit, but you need credit to establish yourself. So, you know, the best thing most people say is get your small, you know, loan from somewhere or get you a, a little small credit card where you could keep up with. But that's how it, you end up getting caught up in the credit card debt problem. So Exactly. Like, is it is it a good thing for college students to have these credit cards? Would you even recommend it? Well, for them to have a credit card? I think it's like a case-on-case case basis. It depends okay. on how, like, if it's your child. You know your right. child and how responsible they are. They're not. Okay. Not with credit cards. <laughs> I mean, they don't even ask what your balance is. They just go in and start spending. <laughs> right. So, you know, so, so to, for them to, to have a small credit card, I think, I think, I think that they should but mm-hmm. I think we as parents or adults, whoever is, you know is influencing them in their life, we right. we should have that conversation with them. Like, hey, look, you mm-hmm. got this, you know, and this is for right. emergency. But you know, they're gonna mm-hmm. use it. I'm going. I, I'm hungry. All I'm going the to time. buy some need. You know, <laughs> it's not gonna be for emergency. It's not gonna be for books. So, so right. you have to explain to them. Okay, this is what you got. But also have to explain. Okay, now where's your income coming to pay for this card? You know, so that's what you got. Yeah, it's good that they have it, but do they have income coming in to pay it? Okay, so do your income play a part with your credit score? No, it doesn't play a part in your credit score. Your income has nothing to do with your credit score. Okay. It has has a a lot to do with if they're going to extend your credit, though. Okay, extend meaning give you a bigger credit or? Even give you a credit card in the first place. You know, gotcha. but like a lot of times, okay. a lot of college students, credit card people just give them cards. You get three or four, three to five hundred dollar limits on cards. Okay, so as an mm-hmm. adult, you think it's like a good thing to have credit cards, or is it should be you should maybe have one or two credit cards? One is for emergency only, and one is where you pretty much take care of everything and you pay those bills off instead of letting them exactly. linger and double and then. The credit card get big so you would suggest is maybe two or is it like a certain number that you think you know anywhere, people should have yeah, credit anywhere card? between two and three i would say three would maybe probably be a limit you know okay uh, one more one mm-hmm. question pertaining to the to the credit cards say for instance i have six credit okay. cards right right i paid four of them off and i want to close them do you recommend that i close those counts off or should I leave them open? Well, like, does it hurt my credit to mm-hmm. get those credit cards paid up and then close them off? Like, does it does it hurt my no. does it affect it, my credit in a negative no, way? No, it, it won't. It won't affect your credit in a negative way if you decide you want to do that. And yeah. Okay. Do you recommend it? Yes. If you if you got that many, that means that you probably have you had a little issue with. Oh, I see something. Boom. 
or or anything yeah, comes. So yes, to 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 help control your spending. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in my defense, and I'm not gonna make excuses. Um, I've always been that person that was very responsible. Now I do like nice things, and I do like things, and I've always been that person that if you don't get it. And I have the money. I don't care if it's a credit card. I'm going to get it myself. Okay. So that's, why. I, that's pretty much always been my my attitude. But most of my debt with my credit cards, I kid you not, have been helping other people. See, and that's It didn't have anything to do with me going in and being like an, a, a compulsive shopper or just, oh, I see that. That is pretty. I got to get it. Even though I do, you know, window shopping, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to have that. That's never been me. When I do like to shop, but when I shop, I, it used to be to the point where I made sure all my bills were straight and that if I took this from here, it was not going to affect my bills next week or a week from then or, you know what I'm saying? So I got into that habit of someone needing my help. It started off small and then it would turn into 200 and 500 and it turned into $1,000. And before you know it, I was trying to play catch Exactly. So then... I had surgery and I didn't want to put the burden on my partner of paying for everything. And I had money saved and I had money, but I ended up having to use my money to have a surgery that cost more than my insurance said that I was going to have to pay. And on top of that, I had to get a new radiator. I had to get a new stuff replaced in my vehicle that I wasn't even expecting. So I kind of put a hit, hit in my bank account. So then I started using my credit cards more to like temporarily fill in the void and so that's how that became like playing catch up when it comes to that but you say like if you put if you catch up with it like if you have a problem with it, like staying on top of it exactly. close them right exactly or, and just, or or have that like you were just mentioning as in your case mm-hmm. someone needs something gotcha so pretty much cut off those people that always need something to put you in debt. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, yes, yes. And and to be honest, like you know, the thing with my family is a lot of them feel like I've changed. Some of them, majority of them, are not okay with the change that they have seen because I don't. I'm not as quick to help. I will help, especially in my small circle, but outside circle, like a second or third cousin that I don't talk to that often or someone that I thought I was cool with and I realized you're a snake, but I still would help you if I knew that you were down and out. I'm kind of more guarded, kind of like hesitant to help. So I'm not as quick to help as I used to be. And people look at me side-eye now because I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'll see or I'll get back with you. And then it's like, I don't think I should help them because they never pay me back. Then it became who I used to be. It was like, well, you know, I'm just going to chunk it up. They pay me back good. If they don't, I'm not going to dwell on it. It's counted as a loss. Now it's, I don't even know if they're going to pay me my money back. And when they hear me say that, they do a double take, like, where is this coming from? She never used to be like this. So now, you know, the things that I've went through from helping people that have shown themselves to me kind of got me more of a, mm, I don't know about that one. Mm, I'm not quick to help. But right. I'm not going to say that I'm all the way out the credit card down. But I'm much better than what I was. Right. But I had some credit cards that I wanted to close off. And someone said, well, no, you shouldn't cut, cut them off. You know, it may hurt your credit. Just leave them open. Just don't use them. Like cut them up or something. 
That's what they told me. But don't close their account off. Then I said, well, what if somebody else happens to get a, that credit card number? They using this stuff up. That's going to come back on me. You know what I mean? So that's why I asked. It's like, should I close them, you know, just to protect myself, just to be on the safe side? Yeah. Um, well, you can do that. Uh, you can do that. But, I mean, with most credit cards, there's a there's a security that they get some fraudulent charge on that. They're, they'll reverse it. So right. you, you don't necessarily have to worry about you know, that end of it, that aspect of right. it, because, you know, most credit cards now, even your debit card, they, they you know, refund your money and you say, hey, I didn't do this. So, uh, but okay, let me yeah. ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do we have to pay an old debt that a debt collector uh, got from an old company that contacts, you know, us and say, hey, you had this old debt with Verizon? back up in 2000 that Verizon have sold to a debt collector. You know what I mean? But you've already disputed to Verizon two and three times over that that is not my bill. I do not owe that, but they sold the bill to these people. Are you supposed to pay that that debt? No, you're not. If you can show uh, proof that, hey, this is not yours, you Mm -hmm. just send that information to the new debt collection company and say, look, hey, this is not mine. So what if you don't have verification to prove that I don't owe this? This is, say, for instance, uh, let's say Verizon's cell phone bill. And you only have Verizon for maybe a month, not even quite a month, right? Right. And they send you a bill within that you only had this cell phone, not even a whole month because you end up turning the cell phone off because you realize that they were billing you incorrectly from the beginning, that they wanted to dispute rather not uh, they billed you incorrectly. And so from your understanding, you were left with a 300 and say $48 debt, right? Originally. Right. Mm-hmm. That should have been prorated, which should have been half of that 300 and some dollars, but they never did that. Instead, they sent you a bill for 900 and something dollars for you to pay for a, a cell phone bill that you only had for maybe two and a half weeks that you hardly even used in that process because right. you were mad because they never prorated it, right? Right. But all their information is, well, you had this contract with us. You had to pay $175 disconnect fee. Plus, our balance is, say, for instance, they still saying you owe the 300 some dollars. That still doesn't add up to 900 and some dollars. Right. So, do you still have to pay that bill? Although they're saying, yeah, you still have to pay it. And it's been years. Well, well yes, legally, because you signed the contract, yes, mm-hmm. it's still your debt, no matter. Okay, but that debt is no longer Verizon debt. Verizon has sold that to another collector. It doesn't matter. So they matter. didn't get that debt with the collector, so they still have to pay it, right? Because they, they, they bought the right to that. Okay. You know, that's like, for instance, I think you're into sports, right? Yeah. Okay, when someone, a team, when a player get traded mm-hmm. to another team, that team mm-hmm. assume that person's salary, right? Right, okay. So it's the same, same, uh, same thing. Uh, okay. They bought the account. They bought that that debt mm-hmm. to uh, to pursue. So okay. So when a when a spouse or a parent die, 
is that spouse or that, that child responsible for that debt that the spouse or the parent left behind? Like, do they have to pay those debt that they left? Okay. Now, let's see. That's that's kind of, that's kind of well, okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Say, for instance, the, the, like if it's a parent and they die, right. mm-hmm. but they have assets, you know, like a house, like, right. you know, things like that. Well, mm-hmm. a creditor, because that debt is old, can mm-hmm. can put a lien can put if they choose to most don't can put a lien against the estate and say hey we still want our money so right. once you sell that house or sell whatever possession that uh your your parent had then you mm-hmm. you supposed to be obligated to pay that uh pay that 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 loan or whatever that debt out okay yeah. uh, so let me ask you this mm-hmm. if it's not a home it's okay. a company and your parent died. Why is those children responsible for their that parents' debt that they left pertaining to the business? Why is why is the be, why is the because, child because because that income from the business mm-hmm. was used to secure that loan? Okay, and it depends on. How what what is used as security for getting that loan? Okay, and it could sometimes it could be signature loans, but because there is some type of form of assets, even like with a company, there is some form of assets with that mm-hmm. company that they okay. can hey force if they if they choose to the, the debtor can force to you know to attach liens against that company. Okay. And I, excuse the noise, because I'm actually at work. Oh, no problem. Doing this, doing this podcast, so I apologize for that. Um, and we did kind of go over, I think we're, we're a little bit over the 35-minute mark, but that's okay, because we're, we're, we're coming down to the end. <laughs> okay. Actually, we got 25 like minutes. Debt. Uh-huh. Okay. When it comes to debt, um, what is the best way to get rid of debt. Like if you have sufficient amount of debt, like it's not like it's two or three credit cards with a minimum balance of a total of mm, minimal balance, probably a thousand dollars. Right. Right. Overall balance is probably 10. That you have in right? total debts. Right. But to you, that's excessive debt because your income doesn't match the repayment of those debts and your bills, your, your regular, normal, day-to-day bills, right? Right. How do you get rid of that debt? Like, do you continue to pay? Because some people, problem is they only pay the minimal balance, which from my understanding, don't, it doesn't go towards the interest, right? Well, here's the thing. Some of it go towards the interest, but like if you got... Like say you got a thousand dollar debt and they mm-hmm. charge like let's say they charge like twenty five dollars worth of interest and your minimum mm-hmm. payment is is forty dollars. Well, mm-hmm. only only fifteen dollars going towards your principal and most of that okay. going towards the interest. So what you, what you need in, in that instance is to pay, make sure you pay 
the minimum payment plus the entrance. And that way okay. you'll start knocking that, you'll see the difference in the balance of your credit card. Okay. And as the balance okay. go down, the interest, the interest percentage will go down. Gotcha. Okay. Now I get it. Okay. This is, um, I wanted to get my credit score. Because you say we get it, we we are we can get at least one credit report a year, right? How do we get it? For By those that are listening and may be interested and curious, especially the young ones, my daughter better be listening. How do you get it? <laughs> you go to either Equifax.com, Equifax.com, or Experian.com, mm-hmm. or TransUnion.com. And TransUnion, mm-hmm. Equifax, yeah, Equifax, yeah. Okay. And what was the other one? Experian. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I had that. <laughs> yeah. So you can go to either one of those and, and and get a free and get a free credit report once a year. Now they would offer okay. you now sometimes sometimes they won't give you what the credit score is or they'll give you their credit score and they'll say mm-hmm. if you they they may charge you a little fee to get the other credit scores. Okay. So I gotcha. So just be aware of that. Okay, let me ask you one more thing. Because I know you said income does not determine your credit score and it doesn't right. play a part in your credit score. Right. What determines a credit score? What determines the credit score is, first of all, the credits that you have on mm-hmm. your credit score. So that's your credit history. Yeah, your credit history. Also, okay, okay and we, as we discussed earlier, the inquiries. Okay. okay. Also, a lot of folks don't understand, well, I got this credit card, but my my high credit is a is $1,000, mm-hmm. and I... I I'm I got like an eight hundred dollar balance, but I'm paying it every month. Well, mm-hmm. because you over that thirty five to forty percent of your high, then that which is your debt your, use, right? Yes, with uh, that affect your credit score. That keeps your credit score low. Then your people like, hey, I I'm paying my bills. I'm paying my bills. My credit score is not going to well because you're over that. You're over half of what you what your high is. So and you, also your payment history. Plays a part in it too, right? Well, if you make yes, if you have to make your payment on time with, with, with you have to make your payment on time with credit cards. And okay. so, let me, mm-hmm. so let me ask you this: is is there a certain amount of time you have before things actually go on your credit? Before it's like in the negative to where now we have to show up on your credit, or do it just automatically show up on your credit? No, thirty days. You have thirty, 30 days. days. To- yeah, to make a payment. If if your payment come due on the first of the month, you have until the the thirtieth or thirty first of that month to make that payment. No, you don't want to get a late charge, but you right. know you, you don't have to beat yourself up to death. You know, like some people I know that oh, I'm one day late. Oh, I'm two days late. <sighs> oh, I'm about to pull. I'm like, <laughs> and I tell people they grade it. They grade it every thirty days. It's mm-hmm. not on, no one day, it's not on 10 days, it's every 30 days. And so, and that's how, and that's how they judge it. So you have up until, like I say, 29 days mm-hmm. to make your, to make your payment. 
before it affects your credit. Okay. Um, it was one more question I wanted to ask, and now I can't. Um, um, oh, I know. Like, do people do they count everything that's on there the same way? Like, uh, say for instance, if you have your credit cards and then you have your hospital bills, is all of it count counted against you the same way, or do is one counted more higher than, oh, the, than the other? I, I, uh, hospital collections counts a little bit. Uh, it would because it adversely affects your credit. Mm-hmm. You okay. So, so when you say it doesn't count equal, but it adversely affects your credit, so you would want to try to take care of those. Okay. All right. And then I'm going to tie this in because. One more question before I get to my last question. Okay. So actually, there's two questions. <laughs> okay. Say, for instance, I co-sign um, for my niece a car on an yeah. auto loan for my niece. All right. When I try to refinance um, a mortgage, um, I found out that she had been paying it late, and it, it hurt my credit score. Right. What can I do to get rid of that information? Like, what can I do to get that information removed off my credit? If there's anything I can, I can do to get it removed off my credit. Well, this actually came from Bertha. Oh, I'm sorry. Betty Beth. And I think mm -hmm. Highland.com. I'm not sure, but Betty Beth or something like that. Um, so what can you do, if anything, to get it removed off your credit? To You can't do anything to get it removed off your credit. Well, when I say you can't do anything, it depends mm -hmm. on it depends on the, the company that you co-sign with. If mm -hmm. you can if, if if you can talk with them and explain to them what happened they could possibly update your credit report and not show those things as being late. Okay. They rarely do that, but in some instances they will. It depends on, uh, it's depend on the company. Okay. But that's why when you co-sign for someone, you have to, you have to pay attention to uh, if they're making the payment, you know, because that okay. that that always been a problem. That's why a lot of times people say, "No, I'm not co-signing," or or the people end up having to pay the debt because the other person didn't pay. But that's just pay. like when you go through a divorce. You know, like um, I know someone when they got a divorce, her ex-husband was supposed to pay some accounts off, but he didn't, and it damaged her score. Right. Um, and she didn't know what to do except for pay the debt off. But yes. he wasn't worried because he was financially secure. He had um, his own little business, and he was making sufficient money. She was starting over from ground zero. Um, you know, she wasn't. She didn't ask him for anything, even though she was awarded um, temporary alimony, and he got she got child support from him. But the bills and the debt that she was in, it didn't help her. You know what I mean? Um, so what about those people that have these joint accounts and, and, and they create problems like after their marriage is over 
even though, you know, your ex-spouse is supposed to pay the bill according to the divorce decree, um, and you're still on the hook for the debt to the lender. So is there anything you can do? Like, what do you do with that? Well, you're right. There is really nothing you can do because you're, you're you know, co-sign on that debt or that credit card, whatever it may be. Because you, you were in agreement, y'all signed this contract exactly. together. So whatever that contract was, even though your divorce is null and void, <laughs> that contract is still valid. Exactly. You know, so it doesn't void out the contract. Right. Okay. Exactly. So it doesn't no erase the, the original contract you had with the lender. Okay, I get it. Right. Um. Uh, you know, short of know. going back to court and saying, mm-hmm. hey, "Hey, Judge, jo- John, Joe, Jory ain't mm-hmm. paying this," so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go and, uh, you know, we right. need to pursue it, you know. Instead of doing right. that, you know. Okay. This is the topper. Because some people don't know what is a decent credit score, what is a bad credit score, what is a horrible credit score. Like, people don't understand that. So what is a bad, a good, and a great credit score? <laughs> bad is basically anything under 620 is considered bad nowadays now 620 back in the day used to be okay you got a 620 you can get anything now 620 is like it's like low okay and so you, you start getting up to around 680 690 mm-hmm. you, you're getting good you get you know over 700 oh uh, you're doing you're doing well and 800 and even better. So you Got try it. to, you know, you want to keep your score up in the high 60s to the sevens is what the new the new thing is, is getting them in the sevens. Okay. All right. Well, that tags up all my questions. I don't know if anyone is going to have some fallback questions on here. If they do, I will call in to you. And I'll give you a chance to call back to my station and answer them and all that good stuff. Um, this is Mr. E, you guys, Mr. Eddie, business owner, Marcus Long, all that good stuff, all that credit information and stuff. Yes, people. <laughs> um, thank you again you're for welcome. this. I appreciate it. It means a lot. I've noticed you, you're very I'm a dedicated listener, and I appreciate that. And every time I've called and I've asked you something, you always reply back. You've been, yes, I will do that for you, of course. Or I'll ask you something, and you'll give me your input. And I say, you know, we got to go park ass. We got to talk. You know, you got to do some tea <laughs> with me. So I appreciate that. It means a lot. Trust and believe it does. Um, people think that I've known you since forever, I guess, because the vibe is just amazing. Really? Which is funny. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because it's another guy who um I can't I never I can never think of his last name. It's Mr. John something. I wanna say Rosenberg, but I'm not sure. Um he's from he lives in Florida or something like that. We did a podcast and the energy was just even though he talks way more than I do. And, you know, half the time I was just like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because he was just hitting it. And he was just like going and I was like, oh, okay. Like he's very smart, very intelligent. So sometimes I, I didn't need to reply because he was like right there. But the energy was just so fun and I felt comfortable. And that's what I feel from you. And I like that. I don't like, you know, doing a podcast with people and they're very 
you know, standoffish. Right. Or exactly. you do a podcast with a person and they may know plenty and they may know amazing stuff and they may know a lot on the topic and what you're talking about. And they come across as, oh, and I know this. And yeah, right. I and can't arrogant. stand I that. Stand that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk to you. You know? Exactly. I don't want to get it Exactly. (laughs) It's like, I don't know it all. And I'm not going to know it all. And I'm not going to get it together. And I'm going to misspeak. And I'm going to speak proper English. And I'm going to curse here and there. I try not to. But I'm going to curse here and there. Um, So I I don't pretend to be like this perfect person. I know everything. And I'm not going to pretend to have my life all in order. And I got all this. I've had credit problems before, not bad credit to where, oh my God, I can't get a car. And I go, no, but I had a lot of debt affecting my credit at one time. Like it was so much coming on my credit to where it wasn't adding up to the income that was counted. You know what I mean? And it was a lot. So then when it became, when I was trying to do things, it's like, well, you have a excessive amount, you know, for your income. Do you have additional income or do you want to get a, you know, someone to help you? I'm like, no, I want to get it myself, you know? So I, I know what that is, especially when you're young and you don't understand your credit and you take that for granted, so especially with credit cards, you know, because you're like, oh, I get a credit card, I charge it, you know, I'm a, the minimum is $10. Yeah, I have to pay that $10, right. you know what I mean? So you, you, you get lost in that, especially when you're young. You don't even think about that, especially the long time. You know, you're looking down the road, majority of young adults do not think ahead which oh, is no. why I get on my daughter's nerve because I'm like, you got to think about tomorrow. So you're going to go and you're going to spend every penny and tomorrow got to come. You know what I'm saying? Like she right. hates when I do that. And she does this thing now where she said, well, tomorrow's promise to no one. <laughs> you always tell me that. Oh, that makes me mad when she said it because I do say that. But mm-hmm. you know, that's not the point. The point is save your money. Because if tomorrow is promised to you, you need to have something. You exactly. know what I mean? Right. Don't don't yeah, come looking right. at me thinking that I'm gonna get you out this hole because I ain't got it. You know right. what I mean? Because every time you come looking at mom or dad, like fix it for me. You know, with yeah, tough love is I can't fix it for you, even though mm-hmm. you know you probably can help assist in fixing it. Sometimes you have to be like, no, you know, you gotta do this your own self. And for me, that's what had to happen. I mean, I could have turned to my dad and been like, well, hey, I need your assistance, I need your help, and probably would have made me feel like, you know, I owe him my life, and it's in my kidney, you know, in my heart, and all that good stuff, <laughs> and prideful as I am, I'm like, mm-mm, no, I'm going to figure this out on my own, mm-mm, nope, I ain't doing it, which is the reason why I work, because not bragging, but I'm in a situation where I can, you know, decide that I don't want to work, I just want to go to school full-time. And my bills will be taken care of. I don't want to depend on someone. I don't want to feel like I'm getting allowance from someone. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to, to take care of myself and at least feel like I'm doing more than, you know, people saying that, you know, you just fall because I, I've gotten that name that I'm spoiled. And I sit there and I'm thinking, like, I'm guilty. When I was younger, I, I was spoiled. I will admit to that. But I wasn't rotten. I wasn't selfish. I wasn't inconsiderate. I, it wasn't none of that. But I was this person where I liked things and I wanted things. And if you weren't going to get it for me, I was going to get it for myself, which is the reason why I work. And which is the reason why I put up with a lot of stuff that I put up with, because I want my own money. So if I want to go and spend six, seven or a thousand dollars on me a purse, I'm going to spend six, seven thousand dollars on me a purse because I feel like I deserve that. So if a man say, I'm not doing that for you. 
Okay, boo, you ain't got to. She and me her going to do it for herself. And my dad would always tell me, never ask or expect for someone else to do for you what you can't do for yourself. And you Absolutely. can't get mad at a man because he's saying, what do you do for me? If you don't do anything for him or you don't bring anything to the table. So you can't sit there and expect a whole lot from a man, but you're not bringing anything to the table. He said, I don't care if it's just being a housewife. I don't care if it's just taking care of home and just listening to them. It doesn't matter how small or how big it is. But if you can't do anything for that man or bring anything to that table, don't expect anything from him. Don't. You know, you never take care of man, ever. And he's like, when I'm dead and gone, if I find out you're taking care of man, I'm coming back and I'm going to slap you. That's what he's always saying. And and that's Mm -hmm. what I believe. I, I, you know, I have a niece, you know, she's my daughter. And she's dating someone, and she doesn't like to ask him for anything. But she's like, no, that's kind of ghetto. How's the ghetto if you're his his girlfriend, you almost live together, you know, because you, either you're always at his place or he's always at your place. Um, y'all together. This is the only person she's ever introduced us to. So that lets us know that she's, like, in awe over him, you know what I mean? But... If, um, like, she had car problems, I was like, well, ask your friend if, you know, he'll drop you off over here and, you know, we'll blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I don't want to ask him to do that because it's going to make it look like I need him. Well, you do need somebody. If it ain't him, it's me. If it ain't me, it's your daddy. If it ain't your daddy, it's your sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's somebody that you're asking to come help. So why you can't ask him? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you have someone in your life that can't even at least drop you off to your family? so that they can figure out what's going on with your vehicle. You know what I mean? So I, that's always been something that I try to, you know, express to my daughters, to my nieces, like people that I love, like never use a person, but don't ever allow someone to use you. Because that itself, that pressure of knowing that people that you love is using you is just as stressful. You know, it's just as right. aggravating. Mm-hmm. You know, it consumes you because you get to telling yourself, why are you doing this to me? And I love you. Like, you're supposed to be my family. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you start, that start eating you up mentally. Right. And it start weighing on you. So I always try to, and I, and I tell them, be mindful of what you do and be mindful of what you say. And so um, the reason I brought this up was she was bringing up to me about wanting to get a credit card. And we went into this long little talk, blah, blah, blah. And um, she had car trouble and I was telling her, I said, well, get him to bring you here and we'll figure out what's going on with the vehicle. And it's just like, well, I'm thinking about just going ahead and give me another credit card. And I was like, with what money? Right. She's like, so do credit card? Like, do do your income decide if you get a credit card or not? I said, the fact that you asked me that question, let me know that you don't need to get another credit card. Because you should have already been looking into that before you even decided to try to get another credit card. Before you even decided to get your first credit card. You should have been looking into that. I say, you pay attention to how smart I am about my money and my credit and how aggravating I like. I don't even like to be a day late. (laughs) Wow. Are you paying my I can't. Like, I feel like, okay, if I don't pay it today, they're not going to process it to the next day or two days later. So it's going to come across as it's late. Like, that's going to go on my credit. So I started feeding myself all this stuff. This is going to go on my credit. And this is going to, and I get so mad. You know what I mean? Because I like to stay ahead of things. Like, don't play with my credit. Because at the end of the day, I'm not rich. And my credit is all I have to fall back on. 
you know, it, Lord forbid, if I need to get a loan or something, I still have my credit to fall back on. So I always try to tell my daughters, just be mindful of getting these different credits and, you know, open up all these accounts, you know, because anything can happen where you end up falling behind in that debt and it becomes an actual debt. You know what I mean? Because if you ain't paid it, to me, that's a debt. Period. Right. You know, so I always tell them, I always be like, oh, we know, we know. You know, so I try not to be like overbearing with the credit, but I think that if my parents would have been more adamant to me about how important your credit is and how much necessary it is as you get older and you're not rich, you know, credit cards would not have been in my pocket. You know what I mean? Like it would not have been in my pocket. So, um, I think this is a great topic and I think it's uh, something that a lot of people, even adults need to get on top of and um, be more responsible because, you know, um, in this country nowadays, we don't know what tomorrow is going to be. We don't know what six months is going to be. We have no clue. So most times you end up having to turn to your credit to build yourself off the little income that you have coming in. So I think we should just, you know, stay ahead of it and just, you know, attack it and stay on it from the beginning. You know, don't, don't Absolutely. get sidetracked. Right. You have to. So, um, but again, I appreciate you doing this with me. It means a lot. And like I said, before I went sidetracked, every time I call you, I always come through. If I ask you something, you tell me, you be honest. And I, I really respect that. I, I appreciate that so much. And there's right. other people on the podcast that have done the same thing and, you know, when I ask them or call into their podcast, they reply back and they're really, really nice, really amazing people. So I'm never going to take that from them. So again, thank you. And you have a blessed thriving Thursday. You too. Uh, and thanks so, for having me. No problem. Remember to live, love, and laugh and allow God to be God. You too.